Welcome in. It's another edition of the Doug Russell Podcast. Hope everybody had a good weekend. Happy Monday to you. A couple of things going on today. The Bucks are on the road for a West Coast game against the Portland Trailblazers tonight. Milwaukee's starting to play its best basketball of the season. They've won seven in a row. And it's not a coincidence that that has coincided with the return of Chris Middleton. Right now, Milwaukee is just one game back of first place Boston for the top spot in the East as I record this. Coming up tonight, Monday night, Boston is at Detroit. Now, after tonight's game, it's down to L.A. for Thursday night's game against the Lakers. Notable because that is uh, the night that LeBron James could break the NBA's all-time scoring record Then, right now, again, as I record this, LeBron James currently 36 points behind former Buck star Kareem Abdul-Jabbar with one more game left. That'll be tomorrow night, Tuesday night, against Oklahoma City. And if he scores less than 36 points, it's very likely going to happen with Kareem in the house with both of Kareem's teams. Normally, I don't like to see, quote-unquote, my team fall uh, when it comes to you know records of such ilk, but... It's hard to not kind of marvel at what LeBron James has been able to do. Very rarely do athletes live up to and then exceed the billing, right? You remember that, uh, and, and I will just bring up Jabari Parker. Maybe it's two opposite sides of the spectrum. But Jabari Parker has said, and, and even said after he was drafted in the NBA, that being on the cover of Sports Illustrated when he was a high school player is the next great thing was probably the worst thing that ever happened to him. And obviously, drafted number two overall by the Bucks, and it never panned out for him in the NBA. Became a journeyman, uh, blowing out your ACL a couple of times. Certainly, that didn't help for Jabari. But LeBron James was touted as the next great thing when he was still in high school. And ESPN was televising high school basketball games. And there was some consternation at the time. And, you know, I was part of the national media at that time uh, at Sporting News Radio saying, I don't know if this is a great idea, because what about the rest of LeBron's teammates? What LeBron James, though, has done since he entered the NBA in 2003, first with the Cavaliers, then with the Heat for four seasons, then back to the Cavaliers, and now with the Lakers, is he's not only met those expectations back in 2002 when he was, what, 17 years old. But he's exceeded them so far beyond what anybody thought that he could do. I don't think anybody thought that LeBron James was going to be the NBA's all-time leading scorer when he began his career. Would he have a good 10-year career? I think that's yeah, that, that would be great. Um, 15-year career? Sure, that puts you in the Hall of Fame. And LeBron James has been, he's going to be a Hall of Famer. Well, now he enters... This upper echelon of, is he the greatest of all time? Some will still say Michael Jordan. Obviously, I get that. I don't know that anybody had a a better killer instinct than Michael Jordan. But I do think that it is a fair comparison. When you look at LeBron James' body of work, the fact that it's been uninterrupted since he entered the NBA in 2003, the fact that it's 20 years later and he's been able to avoid significant injuries. I mean, listen, you can't go 20 years without some nicks and cuts along the way. You look at the NBA championships that he's won. You look at the, the deep playoff runs that he has made over the course of his career. He's already played, by the way, an extra two and a half regular seasons just to play off basketball over the course of his career. That's incredible. The fact that he went to the NBA Finals seven years in a row, that's unheard of. Uh, Did he win every NBA final? Of course not. And that's really the only 
I guess, rub that you can take when it comes to LeBron versus Jordan. Jordan was six for six. LeBron hasn't, and I won't have his record in front of me, but certainly uh, he's won a few and he's lost a few. But he's also won with every team that he's been with. He won an NBA championship with the Cavaliers. It was the second time around. Obviously, he won a couple with the Heat, and he's won one with the Lakers. He's taken three NBA teams to an NBA championship. That's incredible. And yes, he's had some great teammates along the way, but so did Jordan. Michael Jordan had Scottie Pippen. Uh, the first three-peat that the Bulls had, he had Horace Grant as his top rebounder. Then he had another Hall of Famer in Dennis Rodman as his top rebounder. I think he had the best coach in NBA history in Phil Jackson as his coach. So it's not like Michael Jordan did it by himself. He was clearly the leader, obviously, of all of those great Chicago Bulls teams. And when you're talking about the millions of people in the history of the world that have picked up a basketball, and you're talking about who are the top two or three, it's almost a consensus that two of them are Jordan and LeBron. Who else is in that top five category? I mean, I think it's pretty subjective after that. Some will say Kobe. Some will say Wilt Chamberlain because he changed the game and he changed rules in the game. You can say the same thing about Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who for, I mean, he stopped playing in 1989, I think, the 88-89 season maybe. So he hasn't played basketball in almost 35 years or so. And his all-time scoring record stood that test of time for so many years. Um. But of all the people who have ever picked up a basketball, it's a consensus that it's either Jordan at number one or LeBron at number one, and then the other one is at number two. Who your top five would be if you had to fill out the all-time, I guess, best team to put on the floor at once, that's subjective, but you have to have Jordan and you have to have LeBron, and I think that's pretty remarkable. Don't know when LeBron James is going to quit. Um, he's playing as good a basketball as he's played in a long time. So far this season and the the remarkable consistency in which he has played in his entire career that may elevate him in the top spot into the top spot past Michael Jordan by the time his career is over. There's going to be some that will always say that it's Jordan and then everybody else behind him. Um, I, I don't know that I buy that. I think it's conversation. I don't know what the correct answer is. I don't know that we need to know what the correct answer is, but. LeBron James is is going to be getting his due, whether it's Tuesday night uh, in the Lakers game against Oklahoma City or against the Bucks on Thursday night. College basketball, uh, the Batches men's team, they're struggling, certainly. They're now just 5-7 and seven in conference play, so they're significantly under what their expectations are. But the team that has been playing significantly over what their expectations are, that's been the Milwaukee Panthers. They are, uh, they've got a home game tonight, Monday night, against Green Bay. The Panthers, though, 10-3 and in conference play, just a half game behind Youngstown State for first place in the Horizon League. On Friday, when Dobie Maxwell and I, along with Hunter Baumgart, were sitting in for Drew and KB on 97-3 the game, we had a chance to catch up with the first-year head coach of the Milwaukee Panthers, Bart Lundy. Coach, appreciate the time. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Uh, absolutely. You, uh, getting me on. Without a doubt. Uh, what kind of body adjustments have you and your guys had to make after playing a 10 a.m. local time game yesterday? I don't know that I see a whole lot of that in college football outside of tournament time. Or yeah, basketball. It was, uh, it was bizarre. And uh, we, um, 
we kind of have this philosophy where we do what we do. And, and, uh, so we shoot around five hours before the game. So, uh, we shot around really early that morning. In fact, so early that, uh, they didn't want to let us in the arena and we had to kind of fight them on it. And, uh, so our guys were great at 5 a.m. Um, we were great in warm-ups, and I think by, by the time we tipped off, they were tired. So, uh, I don't know if we handled it the right way, but, uh, did enough to win. Scratched and clawed your way, uh, to a three-point win, 72 to 69. As I mentioned, 10 and 3 in conference overall, 16 and 7 overall. It's no secret. This is a program that hasn't seen a whole lot of success in recent years. What's the first thing? that you did to at least get these guys on the same page? Uh, well, we have, we have 13 new players, so we haven't got a bunch of, a bunch of guys. Uh, so we, we, uh, I, I've been on the job uh, about 10 months, and uh, so the first, the first uh, five months for sure were just a lot of recruiting, a lot of culture building, um, you know, begging and pleading guys to give us a chance and, uh, we got some good kids. We're young. Um, a lot of new faces, uh, guys from all over. Uh, but they've they've uh, they've done a good job. You know, they're they're putting up with me and and they're playing well and they're playing together. So um, you know, we got a we got a good thing going. Yeah, Bart. What's been the most enjoyable part of this season for you? You know, obviously the success. You know, is fun. It's fun to win. There's no doubt about that. But as a coach, and to see kind of the benefits of of the hard work that you put in, and your players have put in. What's been the most enjoyable part to you? Uh, you know, I, I enjoy what's happening for our guys, but but also uh, what's what's really been um, oh joy, but fulfilling is is watching the the city and the alumni and everybody get excited uh you guys hit it already you know they they, ha- they haven't had a lot of success they haven't a lot had a lot to get excited about and there's so many there's so many grads here and there's so many students here in the city and the city really is a, a sports town uh so it's been it's been really rewarding to to see folks get excited and and uh, and want to pull for the Panthers again, and and I think that's that's just growing by the day. Coach, uh, you, you know you have a really good opportunity here to get in on the merchandising bonanza because, like you said, the, the, the alumni want to buy a shirt or a hat or a, a jersey, something like that. So get a little cut out of that in your contract, like maybe five percent. You'd be a oh, there junior. you go, <laughs> something. <laughs> I get nothing. Oh, you need to do that. <laughs> I, it's so so proud because I'm on the road a lot as a comedian, and I'll be, oh, your your team in Milwaukee, you're getting some buzz, and it's uh, I'm so hey, proud of you guys and cheering for you. There you could put in your act about with my face on. No, no, no. Oh, there you good. go. Yeah, I like I like his haircut though. He's got the good haircut. Yeah, good hair. We, we, yeah. we share that, Coach. Um, yeah, same barber. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. I like to say, like say mine's going back on defense. <laughs> I like that. Uh, I'm, I'm going to steal that. Uh, read Kurt Hogue's piece uh, about recruiting Milwaukee that was in the uh, Journal Sentinel. How important is that to you, and how, and why is that important to the program as a whole to recruit the city of? Oh, it's really important because if I don't have good players, I got to really coach, and that that could be bad. Will so. uh, will we'll, uh, you know? It, it's it's important in today's. Uh, you know, age of college athletics, uh, at least in my opinion, I think it probably is easier to have guys come home or if they went away or uh, to recruit them to stay home. Uh, there are less pressures uh, 
you know, for them to leave. There's so much, so much pressure on these players to go to, to go to the next spot, you know, whether it's for the NIL money or, uh, you know, the portal craze, you don't get exactly what you want. Um, so I, I do think, um, you know, we want, we want to recruit Milwaukee and, and the state and the region. And there's plenty of good players here. Um, but it, I, I do believe in today's, uh, environment is probably, it's probably pretty important for us to sustain success. No doubt. And Bart, question for you about, obviously we're now into February and, and the Horizon League tournament is, you know, less than a month away now. When we get down to this, about seven games left until that tournament, you know, 23 down, do you feel the guys, you know, focusing in even more, knowing that, you know, you guys have had a lot of success this season, you want to continue it into March? Yeah, I, I think uh, I think it ebbs and flows. Uh, you know, as much as I, I, I wanted them to, to focus on this IUPUI game, because I did think it was a, it was a it was kind of a trick game. You know, we could have easily stumbled there and not taken them seriously. You know, I didn't think we were focused. So, uh, but it, they are taking pride in in the fact that we're in the race for regular season championship, and and we've really set ourselves up pretty well. We we've got uh, seven to play and five at home. Uh, so you know we've done we've done a lot of good work on the road, and now if we can if we can hold serve at home. Uh, we got a chance to, to win a regular season championship. You know, a lot of basketball to be played, but I think those guys see that, and um, you know, it's exciting to, to to have the opportunity to play. But when you're really playing for something, you know, especially you know with this many new guys, I think they they stay excited. So uh, that's a good thing. Makes it easier for me to coach them for sure. And of course, IUPUI, a team that hasn't had a whole lot of success this season. I ask this question not to be disrespectful to either them or your next opponent, Green Bay, but they've gone through a coaching change. They've had a down couple of years. Is there a danger? I don't like using the term trap game because I think it's kind of a lazy term. But when you look at a team and you got them at home and they haven't had what you would call a quote unquote successful type of season, is it hard to keep your team up for that? How do you keep your team kind of focused on the on the task at hand when you've got a team that you know is coming in that's been demoralized it, it's it's very difficult uh you know uh iupui in their last seven games they've had a chance to win at least six of them ended similar to our game so so we knew as a staff that that there was a chance we could go down there and lose in front of you know, 2000 elementary school kids. <laughs> so, uh, you know, but getting 18, 19, 20 year olds to, to buy into that and not look at the record and not think, well, I can just go shoot some balls down here, you know, and, you know, score some points and jog back down the court and act like I'm playing defense. You know, that's, that's, that's the tough part. And, uh, you know, I think, I hope Green Bay will be a little different in state in-state rival um our, our students haven't been back it seems like since last you know for six months or so they <laughs> we have a long winter break so they're back and this will be the first game that they get to see us at home so i'm hoping that'll juice our guys up and uh, but but playing for first place i think that's that's the that's the thing that hopefully keeps them focused as much as anything yeah for sure you guys have uh, three games coming up this week monday thursday saturday um you know what what will your practices and your preparation be like coming up this weekend knowing you have you know it's not always that you have three games in a week usually it's two yeah it's you know that's that's what we 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 think a lot about and talk a lot about 
tomorrow, tomorrow will be just about us. You know, we've, we've got to get back. We didn't play, uh, our style of basketball, uh, at IUPUI. We, we didn't put much pressure in the backcourt. We, we got to get back to, to really heating the ball up and, and we got to work on us tomorrow. And then Sunday we'll really focus in on Green Bay. We'll do a little bit of it tomorrow, but, uh, tomorrow will be, uh, uh, or Sunday. Uh, but tomorrow will be about us. And, and then, um, you know, we've played against so much zone and we've got Detroit and Oakland coming in uh, later this week. So I, I feel like we're, you know, we've, we've coached more zone offense than I've ever coached in my career um, this year. So uh, that part will be easy. It's just, uh, you know, figuring out what, how to guard them. So tomorrow's us and then, uh, and then we'll focus on the opponents a little later. Are you interested in any of the trade rumors that's going around with the Bucks? One of your former players that you were when you were an assistant at Marquette, Jay Crowder, uh, just rumors will not stop that he's coming back and playing for the Bucks. Do you have any weird kind of connections with him? Because I remember when Steve Wojciechowski was hired at Marquette, he had Jabari Parker, who was with the Bucks at the time. He babysit his kids way back in the day. Do you have any weird connections with any NBA players that we should know about? <laughs> no, just. You know, had the pleasure of coaching Jay for two years at, at Marquette, and uh, I think he's, uh, you know, his value. His value is that uh, he's tough as nails. He can, you know, he can make and uh, take big shots and big games, and he's done it. And he's played in a lot of playoff games. Um, you know, I've got, I've got a lot of, uh, I've got a lot of Jay stories, but uh, you know, I'll say, I'll save those for the next time you guys have me on. Save it for the podcast, the podcast maybe. I, I yeah, say, because yeah. I don't want you to feel any encumberment yeah. whatsoever uh, in, in in you know talking about Jay Crowder. Uh, we were also talking in the first segment about um, first concerts. Doby can't remember his. Hunter, what was yours? Um, Billy Joel was one of them. Billy one of the Joel. First, okay, yeah. Coach. Mine was Rush. Wow. You know, I'm I, I'm uh, I grew up I grew up uh, kind of. Uh, I never went out, never did much. I, I was really boring. I didn't get, you know, to, to get to concerts until I was a little older. So uh, I don't even remember what the first one would be. Mormon Tabernacle yeah, Choir, maybe Spears, Taylor Swift. I grew up. I grew up. I grew up in um, until eighth grade in on in Galax, Virginia, and the only thing Galax is known for is the the oldest uh, old time fiddlers convention in the world. So. Um, you know, they, I guess that was probably my first, uh, first live music was, uh, listening to those. I hated it. <laughs> so I got to be a basketball coach. I'm not going to go into show business. Now. Yeah. How do I get the hell out of here? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you just coach basketball. It's that, you know, you go down to the gym and become a gym rat. Bart, congratulations on uh, the season so far. It's been fun to watch you guys. Uh, I'll see you there in person on Monday against Green Bay. Good luck against the Phoenix. We appreciate the time as always. Go Panthers. Go Panthers. Thank you, guys. Our conversation from Friday with Milwaukee Panthers head men's basketball coach Bart Lundy. All right, that'll do it for this edition of the Doug Russell Podcast. Have a great week. We'll talk to you next time.